He won. You win. Because of his victory, I don't think you're getting it this morning. Because of his victory, you have victory this morning. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord another hand clap of praise as you're seated this morning. You might as well actually stay standing for the reading of God's word. Give this worship team a hand and this drama team a hand. Amen. Praise God. If you're with us this morning, classes are dismissed. I remember this time for the first time in five years, I think I remembered to dismiss, dismiss class. Amen. And if you're with us in the sanctuary this morning, we're going to be in Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Amen. As I said earlier, Pastor Ronnie and Sister Debbie are on a well-deserved vacation this week. And thank God that they're able to do that. So that means you need to turn to your neighbor right now and say, this is the youth pastor, and he's crazy. All right, he's crazy in a good way, I hope. But I tell you this, people have commented to me in seven years of youth ministry, you're crazy, you're crazy. And I, I, I tell people this, do your kids ever drive you crazy? Do your kids ever drive you crazy? And most people, if they're honest would say, yeah, they drive me crazy from time to time. I say, well, I work with your children. But praise God, I love, I love the teens and the young adults of this house. I love all the children that we have in this house and thankful for it, thankful for the opportunity to minister to you today. Acts chapter 3, we're going to begin in verse number 1. Now Peter and John went up together... And to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, which is about 3 p.m., a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms, or asked for something and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them, or something of them. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give thee, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, and he lifted him up. And immediately, someone say immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered in with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he that sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were all filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Let us pray this morning. God, we thank you for your presence that we feel in this house, the anointing I feel in this house. And Lord, I ask that you help us to preach this morning. And Lord, I ask that your word would go forth and penetrate hearts and lives and let us be challenged 
transformed and changed by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. The church says amen. You are seated this morning. You can be seated this morning. The Lord began to deal with me on this passage of Scripture yesterday morning. I got up a little bit earlier than the, the girls did. I went in and I, which I do sometimes, I just laid on the floor, opened my Bible, opened my notes and began to read and pray. And the Lord began to speak to me on this passage of Scripture. And I want to encourage and challenge some of you today. And I, I'm going to preach to you the title, The Lie of Get By. The Lie of Get By. You say, what does that have to do with our text? I will show you as we go through it this morning. John and Peter, verse 1, are traveling to the temple at the hour of prayer, so therefore they were going to pray. They go by the gate called Beautiful, and there is a lame man, a man that the Bible specifies this man has been lame from his mother's womb. He has not walked a day in his life. And the, the, that word lame there in the original Greek, it literally means to halt. Not just to be crippled, not just to be maimed or lame. But it literally means that his legs could not move. He could not move. And the Lord began to speak to me just as I went through our, the Scripture. And, and, and the Lord just began to reveal to me that there are some people, and I want you to catch this here for a second, the lame man was carried every day to the temple. There are some people that are carried or carry themselves in, and you say, well, that's not the definition of lame. I'm going to relate it to a spiritual, spiritual sense here. There are some of us uh, that feel like we're stuck. There's someone in the house this morning or someone's in the house this morning that you feel like there has been no spiritual growth, uh, that you're just stuck. Uh, maybe you feel like you're stuck in a, in a physical ailment. Uh, maybe you feel stuck in a spiritual ailment. Maybe you, you feel stuck in an emotional state or mental state. You feel like there's nothing beyond this. And you carried yourself in today uh, just like this man did day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out year in year out uh, and he's stuck he's going to the house of God uh, and his situation has not changed he's lame he feels stuck he feels like nothing will ever change but he, he just asks for someone to carry him to the temple every day I want you to notice here with me that in verse 3, he sees Peter and John about to go into the temple and he asks an alms. So what's wrong with that? He asks, can I just have money or food or something to sustain myself? It doesn't seem any 
big deal that we're supposed to help those in need. Yes, we're supposed to be there for, for the lame and the hurting. Yes, I, I, I believe that, but I, I'm saying in a spiritual sense, uh, there are many of us that come to the house of God and we come in and we say, uh, and we ask for an alms, a spiritual alms, and say, God, just give me a, a song. Maybe they'll sing, the worship team will sing my favorite song this morning, or, or maybe, maybe God, may, maybe Pastor Ronnie will pray for me this morning, or, or maybe we'll have a prophetic word and what what I want you to realize is by asking for an alms what this man was asking brother Brian is he was saying I need something to get me by I just need something to sustain me so I can come back next week and ask for alms again. And I need something that week to sustain me so I can come back next week and ask for alms again. And I want to point out to you the title, The Lie of Getting By or The Lie of Get By. This man asked the men of God, give me something to get me by. But Peter and John were not there to give him something just to get him by but they were there to set him free I want you to understand this with me. There's some that come into this house week in and week out. You're dealing with the same mess. You're dealing with the same physical ailment. You got this going on. You got that going on. There's depression. There's stress. There's anxiety. There's fear. But I want you to know that you don't have to live just getting from Sunday to Sunday. From revival to revival. I want you to know that Jesus is in this house and He's here to set you free. Jesus said this in John 10 and 10. He says, listen, I know the thief comes uh, not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He says, I know that he comes. The thief will come. He tries to steal, to kill, and destroy. But this is what he said. You don't have to get by. You can have life and have it more abundantly. What does that mean? That word in the Greek literally means super abundant or beyond. He said you can have joy beyond measure. You can have strength beyond measure. You can have peace beyond measure. Oh, I'm preaching this morning. I wish that you would get with me because you come into this house uh, looking for a fix uh, to get to next week uh, but I want you to know that you can leave this house uh, transformed uh, and changed uh, by the Holy Ghost Jeremiah 29 and 11 says for I know the thoughts I think towards you that's crazy to think about uh, that God thinks about you. And he says, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected. He said, I'm thinking about you. I have good thoughts towards you. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 3 and 5 and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. You say, what does that mean, brother? What he's saying is, 
says, if you acknowledge me, if you trust me, you won't just get by in life, but I will lead you in life. I will guide you in life. You won't have to have fear. You won't have to have an anxiety. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4 and 6, be careful or be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. He said, listen, don't you realize you have an advocate with the Father. You don't have to get by this morning because it's a lie. You can live in an abundant, Holy Ghost-filled, free life. You see, this man, he said, I just, I just need something to get me through this week. Listen, I've been there. Done it. God, I just need a word. I just need someone to pray for me. God, I need somebody. I'm not saying that, that those are necessarily wrong to pray for. But what if you ask yourself, God... Why is this always a problem? My father told me a story years ago. There's a man come to the altar week in and week out. Brother Tyler, he would come and the pastor would lean down and he would pray with him and he would hear what he prayed every week. He said, God, I'm dealing with the same sin. I'm dealing with the same temptation. God, he said, he would literally say this, God, he, he said, take care of the cobwebs in my life. Just begin to clean me out. Week in and week out, this went on. Five, six weeks, this man would would come in and he would be repented. He would say, God, forgive me. God, I, I was tempted and tried again. God, clean out the cobwebs in my life. That preacher leaned down there. He smacked the altar. He said, God, how about you kill the spider that is making the cobwebs in your life? Listen, if you have a repeat problem, if something keeps coming up, I want you to know if you'll dig into the Word and you'll dig into prayer and you'll get to know the God you serve a little better, you'll realize when everybody's freaking out because of what's going on in the world, you can have peace. When nobody else has joy, you can have joy. When nobody else and when everybody else is anxious and nervous, you can stand firm and say, I know that my God's got this. I know that he's making a way. I know that he's healing my body. I know he's strengthening my soul. I know he's leading and he's guiding my life. Can you say amen this morning? You see, Paul writing to First Thessalonians, the church of Thessalonica, he says this in First Thessalonians 5 and 16 through 21. He said, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, and prove all things, and hold fast to that which is good. What was Paul telling the Thessalonica church? He was saying, that you don't have to just merely exist and get by but you can rejoice you can pray you can not quench the spirit you can thrive in the environment you're in and you say well that's that's one thing that's ancient writings let me put this into perspective in their time it was illegal to be you they were being threatened day in and day out and he said you know what rejoice evermore you can thrive in this environment why he said because you have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. 
I've preached on it before, but I think I'll say it again this morning. I'm sick and tired of the church talking about the anointing and the power they got. I wish that they would act like they were anointed. I wish they'd act like they have power. I wish they'd act like they have faith. I wish they'd act like they have radical surrender, radical obedience, and radical faith. I wish the church of Jesus Christ would stand up in this city and say, we're not going to be like every other church. We're not going to be like every other Christian. We're not going to be like everyone else. But we are set apart. Why? Not by how we dress. Not by how we this. But we're going to be set apart because the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of us. So we see this man is asking for alms. He's asking just to get by. If you flip in your Bibles, you don't have to flip there, but if you did, Mark chapter 5, we have three stories. You come to the first story, Mark chapter 5. There's a man possessed with a legion. The Bible would go on to tell us a legion of demons. A legion is anywhere from from three to 6,000 men is what a legion would be in, in, in a Roman army. And this spirit spoke up and When Jesus asked for the name, he said, we are legion for we are many. This man is possessed by these devils. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 5 verses 2 through 4 that they would try the people, the countrymen that that was in the area that he lived in would try to chain him up and fetter him so he wouldn't hurt himself. So they, they tried. The Bible even uses a word that, that I, I just sticks out to me. That they said that no man could tame him. They tried to domesticate him. Now you can live with your problems. You just got to do this. You just got to do that. You just got to wear this. You got to listen to that. You got to take this. You got to drink that. We'll medicate your problem away. We'll fix your problems. And the whole time they didn't even realize what they were doing to that man is they were binding him up and the Bible says that the chains, the, the, situ, the things that they used to restrain and help him could not hold him What? let me translate that for you what they tried to do to get him by could not sustain him, it could not keep him, but then Jesus steps out of the boat, he walks on the shore and that man with a lapse in his mind the demons racing in his life begins to run to Jesus fall at Jesus' feet. Why? Because where everybody tried to get him by, Jesus came to set him free. Then, oh, you go on. You go on in in Mark chapter 5. There's a woman with the issue of blood. She's been this way for 12 years. She's considered unclean by Jewish tradition. The Bible says she goes to the doctors. She spends everything she has. Why? She's trying to get by. But she said, if I could but press in and touch the hem of his garment I won't just get by oh but I'll be set free does anybody want to be free in the house anybody want to be free in the house this morning they'll come to the music I'm going to close the Bible goes on to tell us the same chapter Jerry's daughter says, listen, my daughter's sick. She's just getting by. She's just getting by. They come to Jairus. I said, don't trouble Jesus any longer. 
She's dead. Jesus says, only believe. He goes to the house, walks into the same room where everybody said she was dead. And he, he makes this, this proclamation. He says, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. Everybody laughed him to scorn. And I could just, I, I, Sister Mary Lou, this is just how my mind works. But I could just see him and say, okay, you laughed, you laughed, you laughed, you laughed, you laughed, you laughed, you Out. The Bible says they put him out. He said, I got room for you. You get by, people. Because that's not living. If you're just getting by week in and week out and you're just clinging to spiritual life, listen, that's not living. What good is it to take the chains off your feet and take the chains off your left arm if your right arm's still connected? It's not freedom. You know what that is? It's a dog on a leash. Just being honest. Brother Brian, our, our, our animals, you know, I, I, got, I got a little dog. She goes outside, she prances around. All fluffy. Feeling all free. Wind blowing through her hair. But you know what? She's not free. Go to the doghouse. Does that dog still come to your house? Because you convinced that dog to be domesticated. You tamed that dog. I'm not trying to guilt trip you over how you treat your animals. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I'm trying to relate this to spirit. How many of you? Oh, well, we had a good service today. That last me about three weeks. I'll be back in the same mess I was in before that service. I want you to know that that's not living. That's not freedom. What good is living in the presence if you don't experience the glory? You can live in the presence, and I'll tell you this, you know, being in, around the electrical field my whole life, I'll tell you, there's a difference in being electrocuted and a difference in being shocked. Being electrocuted is when it grabs hold of you. You can't do nothing. You're just sitting there frying. But shock, you just get zapped, and you're like, oh, oh. Hopefully you don't take the Lord's name in vain. You're like my mom, she'd, she'd stub her toe. Oh, Jesus, thank you. See, here's the problem with the American church today is we think that we can live from shock to shock to shock to shock to shock with the Holy Ghost instead of grabbing hold and saying, because when you get when, when it gets a hold of you, you can't do anything. They teach you in school, listen, drop kick them. Both feet off the ground, drop kick them. You can't do anything. And don't you realize that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life is to take over, melt away your flesh, and just say, oh, it's just me, you, and the power. It's just me, you, and the power. You don't have to get by. You don't have to live from shock to shock. Experience to experience. You can live in freedom.
You want to know why people can stand up in this house and and, and people can say, uh, God healed my body. God delivered me from addiction. God delivered me from pornography. What they did is they took the freedom that Jesus gave them. And walked away from the thing that tempted them. If you notice the man in this story. They said gold and silver have I not. I don't have something to get you by. But such as I have. I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up. said rise up and walk but he didn't stop there because this is another thing that we're good at in the church we're good at telling people oh be free be free but are you willing to reach down we got really good at saying oh we're anointed but we never reached down and, and, and let that anointing break some yokes we're good at giving alms oh you should be free Rise up and walk. Why don't you walk? No. Peter said, rise up and walk. Let's try this thing out. Pulls him to his feet. And the Bible says as he was pulling him immediately in his ankles. I love how the Bible gives us that because that was the source of his problem. His ankles began to receive strength. And that word receive strength in the original language, it means to confirm or establish. He established him. And he said, you know what? Walk around. He said, we see it as, oh, just walk. But that word means to walk around. Walk away from where you were. Walk around. And this man just began to walk. Just begin to walk in circles. I, I know you might look crazy, but you're, you're helping me. He said, just walk around. Why? Why is that significant? Why does it matter if you get up and walk around? Because you're overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Someone missed a good place to shout. You're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. He said, no. I was getting by. I was getting by just a few minutes ago. But you don't realize uh, I've been set free. Uh, I don't know if you're here this morning uh, and it's a physical ailment. uh, If it's a spiritual ailment. uh, Here's what I want you to know. Uh, You need to get up. uh, Walk to these altars uh, and say I'm going to be set free. I'm not going to get by because it's a lie. I want freedom. Stand with me across this house. If it's you this morning 
If I'm preaching to you this morning, you say, I'm just getting by. I'm just getting by. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your mental health. Maybe it's your... Maybe it's just your spiritual life. You feel like you're failing. I want you to know that there's a man of God here. I'm not Peter. I'm not John. But I'll tell you this. That the same Holy Ghost that they encountered in the chapter previous to this is the same Holy Spirit that's in this house this morning. And you don't have to leave the way you came. So who is it this morning that's living the lie of just getting by? Who is it this morning that's like Mephibosheth? He was broken. He was dropped. He's sitting in Lodabar in 2 Samuel 9. And the king sends word. He says, I want him to eat from my table. Who is it this morning? The Lord, I, I just feel this. There's someone here this morning. The Lord has prophesied something to you about a healing in your body. You have not seen it come to pass. I'm not, I'm not, listen, it, Peter, Peter and John said when everybody was like, they came to them, what happened, what happened? He said, I don't know where you're looking at me. I didn't do this. Jesus did this. But I just tell you right now, there's someone you've been promised a healing in your body and you have not seen it come to pass. I tell you right now that things can change today. I'm not just saying that to stir your emotions. I'm not just saying any of this to stir your emotions. But who is it that's just getting by? You need to be down here. These altars are open. I'm not going to beg you. You, you can say, well, Pastor Jade, I lost a loved one. Listen, I know what it's like to lose people you love. I've been there. Buried my mother as a teenager. Buried a son. I know I've been there. I know what it's like. Listen, I understand some things. But I want you to know in Acts chapter 12 uh, that, that J- James, the brother of John, was beheaded uh, and Peter was set free. Why was James not set free and Peter was set free? How do you think John felt? They prayed and, and Peter got set free, but we prayed and John didn't get or James didn't get set free. How do you think he felt? The Bible doesn't mention anything about it. But let me let me point this out to you. Who's the one that said in the book of Re- Revelation, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard the sound of a trumpet? You say, what does that mean? You may have went through some stuff, some stuff in your life. Peter's may have been set free and you didn't understand why they were free, why they were healed and you were not. I'll tell you this, John's the one that got the revelation. Who is it that's been through something? And you'll say, I don't know how I made it, but I'm just getting by. You don't have to live that way. So come, come. I get some sisters to help me pray here. Come this morning. These young people are in these altars. Adults, don't let them be here by themselves. I'm not getting by. I'm set free. I'm not just living. I'm thriving. I'm not just letting the thief do whatever he wants. I'm going to live abundantly.
everyone, it's Pastor Jade here. I want to thank you for watching today. I pray that this message spoke directly to you and challenged and transformed your life by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I want to invite you to connect with us on social media and stay up to date with what's happening here at PTC. I pray that you have a great week and a great year in the Lord. We love you.